Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the OCP, the original Copycats podcast. We are back today on another Tuesday. It is is our favorite day of the week with um, more petty revenge stories. Apparently, you guys liked it, so we are doing another one. And I have returned to BoardPanda.com, where we have got more uh, reverse. That is not what I was going to say. Revenge stories that we can read to you now. So let's let's just get straight into it because we don't dilly dally on this podcast. And and uh, and and yeah. So <laughs> let's just let's just get into it. So the first one we've got here is my ex-boyfriend wanted to see a sold-out show to the Foo Fighters this summer. Him and his friends failed desperately in trying to get their hands on any tickets. I, however, managed to snag two. I waited until Christmas to give them to him, and he was beyond excited. I mean, like, jumping up and down excited. Fast forward one and a half shitty months later, and he dumped me two days before Valentine's Day, after literally ignoring me for three weeks. The entire breakup blindsided me after one and a half years together. I haven't talked to him since. But little does he know that I wasn't quite finished with him yet. My brother just so happens to be a huge Foo Fighters fan as well. I logged into my Ticketmaster account, and surprise, surprise, tickets can be transferred. So my brother is going to have the time of his life while my ex-boyfriend gets turned around at the doors. Sucks to suck. That is brutal. I love it. Fuck you. Great. Next one. When I was a waitress, if a middle-aged woman was ever rude to me, they almost always were, I'd happily offer them a senior discount, 65 and above. It felt so good to see their eyes bulging out of their sockets and their mouths drop open in shock. (laughs) Fuck you again. Right, next one. (laughs) My fiancé professor was... What? That's a combination. My fiancé professor was telling our class a story about... Oh. Oh. (laughs) It says finance. It doesn't say fiancé. Try again, Alex. My finance professor was telling our class a story about how back in 2008 he did taxes for three farmers in West Texas. He said that the three farmers kept going on and on and on about how much they hated Obama and hoped to God that he didn't get elected because they feared he would raise their taxes and that they didn't think America needed a black president in office. Well, when the three farmers gave my professor his check for doing their taxes, he donated three $500 checks to the United Negro College Fund in the farmers' names, and all three farmers received thank you letters from the UNCF. (laughs) Fuck you! Right, on to the next one. (laughs) Years ago in my high school, I don't know what that is, AP economics uh, class, I was assigned to sit in the corner of the room where I was flanked by a handful of very popular, very lazy kids. After every exam, the teacher would announce, much to my chagrin, chagrin, No idea what that means. My high score to the class. After a particularly challenging exam where I only scored 93%, all right, the teacher announced that the guy to my right, let's call him Matt, had also scored 93%. His friends behind him were 90%, and the friend behind him, 90%. Needless to say, I, uh, what? 
viscerated. I'm feeling very stupid here. Um, viscerated between self-doubt and suspicion for a few days before I finally congratulated one of the 90 percenters on his score. With an impish grin, he admitted that his friend Matt had been cheating off me for months and thanked me for helping so many people do so well in the class. The petty revenge gears started turning in my head for what seemed like ages before I replied, No problem. I'm just glad to help. At the next exam, I put my paper in very clear view of Matt. He had been told that I was now willing to help him and his friends. I circled all wrong answers while making a special mark for the correct ones. Just before the time was up, I quickly changed my answers back when nobody was looking, turned in my exam and smugly walked back to my seat. What I didn't know at the time was that the cheating conspiracy didn't just involve the kids sitting next to me, but that my answers were written down and forwarded to the next four periods, all of which took an identical test. One week later, a record 22 people failed the exam. Matt empathetically remarked, Oh man, did you fail too? I flipped over my sheet. 100%. Nobody ever cheated off me in that class again. <gasps> Get wrecked. Fuck you. Right. What's this one? You know the scam. Whine about perfectly good food to get some sort of compensation. In their old age, my parents befriended another older couple who would pull this stunt everywhere they went. After my mother had told me a few stories about how their new friends had shown them how to get a discount or free meals, I felt like I was suddenly the responsible adult concerned about the bad influence these people were having on my parents. While visiting my parents with my girlfriend, this other couple attended dinner with us. As I expected, the food was brought to the table and they immediately began dramatically complaining to one another about the quality, taste, temperature, etc. They were making a scene in order to attract the attention of the waitress. When our waitress returned to ask how we were doing, the miserable old bastard who played the lead role in the act took a deep breath, struck a dramatic pose, with one hand raised to begin gesticulating for emphasis, and began. I leaned forward and cut him off before he could finish the first word. Everything is absolutely fantastic. It's all great. Thank you very much. She smiled and began her obligatory. Great. Well, if you need any... When he made a second attempt. We come here all the time. But I cut him off again and repeated exactly what I just said. He was stunned and thrown off from his routine by my interruption. During this pause, the waitress walked away. It seemed clear to me that she knew what they were trying to accomplish. He turned bright red. I turned to my girlfriend and, smiling, and without lowering my voice, stated how pitiful it is that some people could be dishonest, deceitful, and put at risk the livelihood of a cook, server, or hostess for a pathetic discount or a free early bird special. My passive-aggressive reverse parenting broke my parents' of the habit in short time. Fuck you. I don't, yeah, look, right. There's nothing wrong with playing the game every now and again, in my opinion. But when you're potentially getting people bollocked at work because you're saying, oh no, this wasn't good and it was perfectly fine, that's wanky. So don't do that shit. Next one. After a concert today, I'm lined up to purchase merchandise and the line is absolutely enormous. 
All of a sudden, middle-aged Stacy's mum, dragging a very embarrassed teen, cuts in front of me and 150 other people. Excuse me, ma'am, but you cut in front of me and there's a lot of other people. She turns to me and says, Mind your own business. I'm pissed, but I'm also patient. The line progresses slowly for another 15 minutes, until we get near the front. Then I call over a security guard and tell her she cut in front of me in the line, and a few others behind me verify this. She gets bounced backwards to the back of the line, which is now like a 20-minute wait, so she's got to wait double the time. Fuck you, mate. That is justice. I love it. I hate it when people cut in line. I'm sort of of this sort of uh, disposition where if somebody cuts in front of me, I just stand there and look at them, and I just don't have enough guts to ever say anything. But that is that is beautiful to hear. <laughs> so fuck you, woman. The next one we've got here is, I don't know for sure if cats are capable of conniving revenge, but my fiancé has been having really terrible digestion problems for the past few days that's caused him to fart almost non-stop. Horrible, painfully awful farts. That st- I don't want to read this. Fuck off. <laughs> The next one we've got is, when I was a tween and my sister had big sleepovers, I was allowed to have one person over to keep me company as well. I usually asked my cousin over because she and I were around the same age and the only person I was really close with. Things usually went pretty smoothly during the day, but come night time, my sister and her friends would begin pranking us mercilessly. Everything from putting our underwear in the freezer to putting shaving cream on us while we slept to popping out of random places and scaring us. One night, we decided we'd had enough. My sister had been warned earlier about the pranking after my cousin and I complained about it. We stayed up late, chugging soda to keep us going until all the other kids had fallen asleep. Then, we pulled out the markers and began drawing all over each other's faces. Smears of red and green and purple. We left no areas untouched. We even added a little marker streak to our pillows to make it look like somebody's hand had slipped while they were scribbling on our faces. Then we went peacefully to sleep and waited for the chaos to ensue. Everything went as planned. Their pranks had been mostly harmless until now, They certainly never did anything that would stain or last more than a couple of hours. My sister and her friends were in deep trouble, and we got off scot-free. The highlight of this story for me is a conversation from the following day between my sister and my grandpa. My sister said, But I didn't do anything. Grandpa, What? So we're supposed to believe that they did it to themselves? Classic banter. Never really been a fan of pranks, to be honest. I mean, mainly because nobody would, nobody would prank me. <clears throat> Moving on. So I think we'll do two more. Yeah, does that sound right? Um, yeah, I think two do because I like to keep these ones short. It's, it's a bit different, isn't it? Anyway, uh, so this one is I like to end my relationships amicably. I am friends with a few of my exes, but this one, however, has been a weapons-grade douchebag to me for a couple of years. 
He threw me and my children out suddenly, with nothing but the clothes on our backs, and he made a few choice death threats to me. What a, what a lovely man. Uh, don't worry, the police are involved. Well, a few hours earlier, I went with a police escort to gather the rest of mine and my children's belongings. He was sitting on the couch with his new girlfriend, both drunk as fuck. Fucking hell, he moved on, didn't he? The officer stayed with them. I went to what used to be our bedroom, packed up my belongings quickly, packed my children's things, and then released 100 crickets under his bed, in his closet, in his dresses, and in what used to be the children's room. I made sure that there were more male crickets than female, so they'd be noisy as hell when attempting to find a mate. And these little buggers will eat anything, wood, clothing, and they're very good at hiding during the day. That is evil. Fair fucking play. I mean, where do you get 100 crickets from, though? Well, I suppose you... Yeah, probably a pet shop, Alex. That's... Oh, I don't know. To be fair, one of the comments underneath said, uh, where did you get those crickets? We'd like to have some for a few people around me. Uh, right, the last one we'll do is this one. I don't know what it's going to be like, so let's go. I work on a college campus. It's the season for orientation, and parents are herding their kids around checking out the school. I misread my schedule, arrived at 2 o'clock instead of 4, and had a few hours to kill. I decided to take a walk around campus to look at the changing trees. I soon came upon a family that was clearly lost, two parents and a kid. The dad's got a map out, upside down, and the mum is asking anyone who will listen for directions. I decided to help. I stroll up and ask where they're headed, and I'm told that they're looking for one of the libraries. It wouldn't be too far out of my way, so I decided to take them. As we're walking, I make small talk, asking what the kid plans to study, and whatever. To be helpful, I started pointing things out on the way. This was my fatal error. As we're walking, someone interrupts me and says, Are you heading to the library? I confirmed that we were, and allowed them to tag along. I didn't go full tour guide and turn around. So as I'm walking, I remain facing forward. I didn't notice that a few other families started following behind me. We get to the library, and the first family is happy. I turn to leave, and someone says, How about the political science department? I check my clock and think, What the hell? These people are nice. And off we went. At this point, I have about five families with me. People are asking questions and laughing at my jokes and generally having a good time. We get to the next building and it's time for me to leave for work. I motion to disband my little entourage and I'm met with opposition. Take us to the English department, some guy says. I was like, no can do, chief. I've got to go to work. And it clearly didn't register. I tried to tell him that this was an informal tour and I'm not affiliated with the orientation, but he didn't understand. What the hell kind of tour is this? We paid good money for this orientation. You're going to take us to the English department. The English department was pretty far away, so I wouldn't actually be able to get them there without being late for work. He was quite disrespectful, so I decided to dump him instead. To get there, it's easiest to take the campus shuttle, I said. I'll walk you to the bus stop. He was satisfied, and so off we went. We get to the bus stop, and I tell him that I won't be riding with him because I'm only a tour guide for this particular area. Once he gets on the bus, he should wait three stops, then get off 
and meet a new tour guide that would be there waiting. Instead of saying thanks, he grumbles, Was that so hard? I don't know why he's suddenly American, and climbs aboard. Here's the kicker. Our campus doesn't have its own bus system. I just put him on a city bus. Three stops would take him to a grocery store a mile or two off campus. There definitely wasn't anyone waiting for him there, and I like to think he got what he deserved for being a disrespectful twat. I've just added that a little bit there. Um, but yeah, what an arsehole. Can you imagine like saying to somebody, I'm not a tour guide, and then they still think you're a tour guide? How fucking dim do you have to be? Somebody's pointed out in the comments, it's a city bus that isn't marked. Ooh, conspiracies. Right, we're going to end it because that's as much as my throat can take for for now. <laughs> that's, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed that because that was, that was good fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, so join us next time. We'll be doing something else. Not sure what yet, but I'm sure it will be a good laugh so see you then have a good week and and stuff so bye Well, that was a good episode, wasn't it, Josh? That was brilliant. That was really good. I, en- I really, I especially enjoyed how uh, everyone sounded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're here just to say before you go, could you please spread us around? We'd love it if you could just tell your friends about us and potentially leave us a review where you can. You can rate now on Spotify. Yes, so you can. You can rate us. So if you could rate us five, we'd really appreciate it. But if not, that's fine too. If you do rate us five or anything above, I know you can't, but if you somehow hack the systems, I will personally... Don't. Don't continue. Thank you. That's better. There we go. Well done. So yes, <laughs> if you could please feel free to follow us on all the socials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.